Praise the Lord. And good morning to you all in your homes. Peace and many blessings to all of you who have covenanted with the Lord. Children of the Most High God, God bless you. Let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. And thank you for the privilege of gathering in our homes before you. We thank you for your voice that you are raising over our lives, even in our homes, especially in these critical times. We pray that your word will not fall to the ground, but your word will have a free course to establish us and cause us to be moving according to your word. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, brethren, this morning we are going to be studying about the Spirit of God. And uh, it's very important that the Spirit of God must be allowed to lead us. A very strange subject. Spirit of God must be allowed to lead us. The reason is as simple as the Holy Spirit does not force His way into leading everybody unless the person allows Him to lead Him. When the Spirit of the Lord whispers to the believer to say, I must be allowed to lead, it simply means God wouldn't force His way upon anyone to lead Him. In the days in which we live, that knowledge has increased so much, and options to everything has become so great. We have so many options to everything. It is very, very easy to live without the leadership of God or the leadership of the Spirit of God and still be very comfortable in your flesh to thinking that God is leading because the enemy or ourselves can make life very comfortable for our lives. And so this is why there is this strong subject that the Spirit of God must be allowed to lead. Quickly we will read Isaiah chapter 30 verse number 1 to 5. The Bible says, Woe to the rebellious children, says the Lord, who take counsel but not of me, and who devise plans but not of my spirit, that they may add sin to sin. Who walk to go down to Egypt and have not asked my advice to strengthen themselves in the strength of Pharaoh and to trust in the shadow of Egypt. Therefore the strength of Pharaoh shall be your shame and the trust in the shadow of Egypt shall be your humiliation. For these princes were at Zoan and his ambassadors came to Hannes. Verse number 5. They were all ashamed of the people who could not benefit them or be helped or benefit. But a shame and also a reproach. Amen. Now, beloved, listen to me carefully. This is a very important something that you need to consider. In the verse number 1, the Bible has 
already addressed the issue as to the group of people that God was talking to. You see, God was talking not to the world, but he was talking to his children. That's why he used the word children. Woe to the rebellious children, says the Lord. In other words, God is saying that you are my children, but you are disobedient, you are rebellious, you do not consult me before you do anything. You Who take counsel, but not of me. Brethren, at any point in time, it is very easy to take counsel or advice from other people which may not be of God. As a matter of fact, any of us can fall victim to these things. And that is why God is raising it strongly this morning. So that we will learn to strictly depend on God and to take counsel from Him. And sometimes we devise our own plans as well without Him. Because we, the options that we have in our day are so numerous. So it is so very easy. And the fearful thing in it is that you can make a decision that can bring you a certain comfort which may have nothing to do with God. But God is still insisting that I want to lead my people. I want to, I want to be there for my people. You remember that Jesus, when he was leaving, he was so very clear that when I leave, I will send the Spirit, the Spirit of God. He will guide you into all truth. He will lead you. He will tell you things to come. He will, he will provide the way. And so it's very important. That's why he's saying that, but they do all things, but not of my spirit, that they may add sin to sin. What God is establishing is that any time we don't take counsel from God, any time that we did things on our own, The truth is that as long as we don't have the leadership of the Holy Spirit involved, it is a sin. Praise the Lord. That's why he said that it will be sin to sin. They will add sin to sin. And so it's very important that we allow the Spirit of the Lord to lead. And it's actually very important to note this. You see, God does not force anybody to lead him. As a matter of fact, no matter who you are, once you are born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, he is ever present in you, he will still not force his way over your life to lead you. Except yourself, you have given him the chance and the opportunity to do so. And so it's very important. Number two, Where we were speaking from in the verse number 2, the Bible says that who walk to to go down to Egypt and have not asked my advice to strengthen themselves in the strength of Pharaoh and to trust in the shadow of Egypt. What God is saying to us is that you may see with your eye prosperous nations You may see with your eyes already built situations. And they can be very attractive to you. Therefore, if you are not very careful, you may not ask God's advice on the subject. 
you will think that God had already prepared it for you. This morning, God is bringing a subject that is so critical to us all. In fact, this is so important to me when the Lord brought my attention to this chapter in particular, which I believe that the next few weeks we will be dwelling on this matter and seek the counsel of God so that we would make sure that in our going forward, we follow after the Spirit of God and follow after Him with every attention that needs to be paid. You see what he said? He said, to strengthen themselves in the strength of Pharaoh. Let me tell you, Pharaoh or Egypt is a type of world that has everything fixed up already. And it is always very easy to fall on things that have already been organized. And sometimes they may have nothing really wrong to it. But as long as a child of God does not pay that strict attention in asking what the will of God is concerning it, he can easily sidestep in the way that God has created for him. And therefore, I want to say to you, this morning, I want you to begin to have a very strict lifestyle that will focus on the Holy Spirit, focus on the Word of God, and before you take any step, you would have received the green light, and you are certainly sure that this step that I'm taking, I have it of the Lord. And then you do not make a mistake by sidestepping. And this is very important. I can tell you and confess before the Lord that I have done many things that I should have been patient in waiting on the Lord. One of the things that I know is not very easy for anybody is that sometimes when you are waiting to hear from the Lord, you may, uh, the Lord may decide to wait. And that can cause some kind of agitation. So that you become restless and like Saul did in his day, when the prophet of God had promised that I will be there, uh, when the prophet delayed a bit, he could just not wait. And let me tell you, the temptation of not waiting is with us. But blessed be the name of Jesus. We can also develop our lives in such a way that we will learn to be patient and even speak to ourselves and say, I am not making a move to doing nothing except the Lord had directed me. And you know, for the Egypt, it is always very easy to fall on Egypt because things are already cooked. You can see with your eye. You can feel it. And, it is, and that is where the deception lies. And God is raising an alarm that, listen, my spirit has been provided to lead you. My spirit is ever ready. Uh, it is you who is not making the consultation. Once you will consult him, he will speak. And that is why it's very important. In the verse number 3, I will quickly say something and bring you something that the people of Israel did. The Bible says that, Therefore, the strength of Pharaoh shall be your shame, and trust in the shadow of Egypt shall be your humiliation. What God is establishing is that when we come to the point in our lives, when we think that there are certain options that are very good for us, 
and we, we, we fall on those options, the same options one day will bring us shame and will also bring us humiliations. I think this is very, very important to note that because sometimes in life, you can easily come around things that may sound as if it is in the perfect state that fix your movement. Oh, God has not called us to do that. God wants us to continuously depend on Him. That is why the people, the old people like uh, David, their lives were so beautiful. Sometimes David will ask something from the Lord, and then when he doesn't have the clearance, he will still wait. He will sometimes say such things as, I will still wait on the Lord. Let me tell you something. Anytime we saw a situation or we had something that sounds very good and, and has some kind of a little backing of the scripture and we turn into it, it could sometimes be a very a, a, a trap that has been set to get us off guard. And that's the reason why God is encouraging us this morning to learn to be very patient and to wait on Him and decide never to do anything when we are not so sure. In fact, the emphasis this morning is that please do not embark on anything that you are not sure you have received a green light from the Lord about. And that can cause trouble. I would like for you to take note on this scripture that I'm going to quote because I won't be able to read it through all. Joshua chapter 9. It's such a beautiful scripture that will guide us. We need to be very careful. And I will give you a background to it. The people of Israel, when they were coming from Egypt, that the Lord had delivered them and had led them all the way through. You see the examples that when they came to critical points in life, such as Red Sea before them, on the left mountain, right mountain, behind them is the enemy. The, the Lord still took them through. Now, God never cautioned them about somebody going to enter into covenant with them. And they made a very big mistake when some people heard the good news as to how God had been dealing with all the nations, even mighty and mightier nations that the people of Israel were able to conquer. They were so afraid that they sat down and did and, 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 and determine how they were going to sway the people of Israel off by entering into some kind of agreement or covenant with the people of Israel. And so that the people of Israel will not deal with them. And so there were a type of people who were quite close to the dwelling place of the people of Israel. But they knew that the force with which they were fighting and to defeat people was such an extraordinary so they decided in order not to incur the wrath of the people of Israel, they will still pretend themselves to be somebody who, or a group of people who were living so far away from the people of Israel. And so they went to Israel, and what they did was that they told them that they were coming from far away place, and that they have heard about the good things that the Lord was doing with their lives. And so they wanted to enter into covenant with them and just to serve them. But at this particular time, the leader was not patient. 
I want to just read a portion of the scripture to you so that I want to ask you, please be like the people of Berea. Take up this chapter and read it for yourself because there is so much in it that cannot be said this morning. So when they have come closer and they have met with Joshua the leader, they pretended themselves, and I call them uh, uh, pretended ambassadors. They pretended themselves to have been coming from a very far place. And listen to what went on. In the verse number 12, the Bible says, This bread of ours we took hot for our provision from our houses on the day we departed to come to you. But now look, it is dry and moldy. This is what they were telling the people of Israel. And these wineskins, which we filled, were new. And see, they are torn. And these, our garments and our sandals, have become old because of the very long journey. Then the men of Israel took some of their provisions, but they did not ask the counsel of the Lord. Very important. Let me stop here for a second. The Bible says, these people pretended to be coming from very far places, and then when they came to them for the fear that they would not defeat them and fail and kill them, they presented themselves to them in that order. And then the scripture in the verse number 14 is saying that when that happened, the usual thing that Joshua would have done by asking God what to do. At this particular time, Joshua refused to ask the Lord with all the leaders. And so the Bible says that, but they did not ask counsel of the Lord. May I say to you at any point in time, it is so very easy for you not to ask counsel from God. You can decide, especially when you see things that are very organized. It is so very easy to say that because of their organized nature, it's alright to fall on them. But I want you to know, a child of God this morning, God does not want us to be a people who can see options who can see different things and look at what they think is right and choose that. I must say this to you this morning, that even if something was ever suggested to you and your inner self, that is the dwelling place of the Holy Ghost in your heart, is uncomfortable with it, may I say to you, dear one, no matter how it sounds good, Please, please put your legs on the brakes and do a consultation with the Holy Ghost. Now what had happened to these people is that they chose not to ask God, especially the leader. I must confess that I have done a lot of stupid things when I saw them to be so glamorous. And then I went in for them. And at the end of it all, it never happened happened to be as good as I thought. And sometimes you enter into such things and then they become, you become entrapped in them. You cannot get out. You can't see the way out. Let me tell you, sometimes it can be very difficult. 
The reason why I ask you to study this scripture is that you will find out that the people of Israel had no option at all because they didn't ask counsel from the Lord and they chose to stay into the covenant with them. Later when they discovered that the people were not from far away, there was nothing they could do because they have already given their vows and their oaths to them. And let me tell you, this is one of the critical things that we are faced with with our lives. We have so many options. But this morning, I want to trust that you and I will learn to now begin to depend on God. And not to trust in our own understanding. Let me tell you something. Those of us who are very intelligent, we are the ones who stand the risk. Those of us who have been able to build things for ourselves, we are the ones who stand the risk of losing the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And once again, I want to re-echo that. God will never force himself on anybody. In fact, even if you are a prophet of God, that you don't consult God on issues about your life and your family continuously. And then you think that you are wise to deciding you can fall a victim to the matter that we are discussing this morning. Because it's so important. Let me quickly jump to verse number 20 and show you something that I want you to see in this Joshua chapter 9 that we are reading. This we will do to them. We will let them leave. Lest the wrath be upon us because of the oath which we swore to them. And the ruler said to them, Let them leave, but let them be woodcutters and water carriers for all the congregation, as the ruler had, as the rulers have promised them. Then Joshua called for them, and he spoke to them, saying, why have you deceived us? Saying, we are very, we are very far from you when you dwell near us. I will come back to this verse number 22 because I see God saying something critical here. The verse number 23 says that now therefore you are cursed and none of you shall be freed from being slaves, woodcutters and water carriers for the house of my God. Let me quickly say that you see, Joshua now had no option than to curse them. But that was not God's option for Joshua. Neither was, were they God's option for Joshua that, or, or for the people of Israel that they become woodcutters or they become their servants in serving them. That was not God's plans. But they had already entered into a covenant with them because they did not seek counsel with the Lord. And as I said, I will come back to the verse number 22. Joshua called them and he spoke to them saying, Why have you deceived us? Saying, you are very far from you when you dwell, you are very far from us when you dwell uh, near us. Let me tell you, there was no need for Joshua to have done that. The only thing that fell out with Joshua on this matter is that Joshua when the people had approached him, he did not do justice by consulting with God. Lord, 
this Gibeonites have come to us. They are saying that they need, they live closer to us. They want to live in peace with us. They do not want us to harm them. Lord, what do you say about them? I can tell you God would have said to them, they are liars. They are pretending to be people who are coming from far place. They are your neighbors. Take a proper look at them and deal with them this way. Let me tell you, as much as he is confessing that why have you deceived us? May I say this to you, there was no need. They would not have been deceived. It is impossible. The, the only mistake they made was the very fact that when they came to them, they did not take their time to go back to God for counsel. They did not go to ask advice from the Lord. And let me tell you, this is what we all stand to lose. Anytime we came to the point when we thought we have it all figured out without God, we stand in danger of being in trouble. We stand in danger of a certain door being opened to affect our lives. This is why I want to admonish us all, especially my own self, that it is very important <clears throat> that we learn to continuously depend upon the leadership of the Holy Spirit because it is so very critical that we do that. I tell you, brethren, most people know that God is the God who will speak. But most people never have the patience to wait to hear from God. And it is very important that we learn this secret. If we don't do it, we will find ourselves in problems. Especially as we continue in this Christian race. Because many things are coming to obstruct us. Many things are coming to get us off the hook. Let me tell you. No child of God had been left on, him, on himself alone to decide matters for himself. Because we don't know any better than the Holy Spirit. That's why when Jesus was leaving, he said, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will guide you into all truth. The emphasis is on all truth. We need the truth of God in our way. We need the truth of God in every step we take. A child of God, let me tell you something. This is one of the most important things in the Holy Scriptures that we need to pay attention to. That we may be led continuously by the Spirit of God. Very important because, you know, we can easily deceive ourselves. Now you see Joshua is blaming that they have come to deceive them. Is it really true that they came to deceive them? The issue is that it became true that they came to deceive them because Joshua did not consult God. If Joshua had consulted God, there wouldn't have been any deception in this matter. And I see that any time I have went, I, I have gone wrong, it had been to the fact that I depended upon my own strength and my intelligence. And that's why the Bible says that lean not on your own understanding, 
but in all of your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Sometimes certain sayings may sound as wisdom. Let me tell you something. No matter who says it to you, you must be very comfortable with the inner man inside you. In the name of Jesus. Before you accept it as God having given the approval. Because, you know, all of us can go the way, the jo- the way Joshua had gone. And it, we can make mistakes. This is why God is bringing this matter to us this morning. And for some of us sometimes, we, you see, in order to deceive our own selves, we will make the decision based on our own intelligence, and then we will try to find a scripture just to plaster it to make it very good. Well, you'll be deceiving your own self. All that I'm emphasizing this morning is that the Holy Spirit speaks. The Holy Spirit will guide us. That's why the subject we are treating is critical. The Spirit of the Lord must be allowed to lead us. He is the one who must lead us. And He is not short of advice in everything that He has for us. And I must say that there is no way that is so difficult for the Holy Ghost. There is no situation that is so difficult that He would say that, let me think about this. He has the answer. Let me say that. Sometimes God will like to even delay his answer to you. Only to wait to see whether you will be very patient in waiting. And whether you are still desiring that you want to hear from God. Therefore, if God is not moving, you are not moving. This morning I can sense God say to us, You should never do anything until you have the green light. In the name of Jesus. It is so important. God wants us to have the kind of patience we ought to have. And to also learn to strictly depend on Him. Let me tell you, there are a lot of options that we can always have. When I was studying and the Holy Spirit began to dialogue with me on issues, one of the things that He said that really hit my heart, He said, you know, a child of God can decide And that is his decision. It's a free will I have given to him. He can decide to be very strict to himself or with himself. To say that I am not taking a step until I am convinced that God is saying this is the step to take. A child of God has that option. And most of the time, people don't like that. Especially when God has not spoken. We are so impatient. We do not wait for God. And then he also said to me, sometimes people will still ask when they need to ask. Another time they wouldn't ask because they have all figured it out. And then I realized that that is very true. Any of us can fall into such a situation exactly as it happened to Joshua. Hitherto you will see that on the way, um, Joshua and his people kept asking. And then God was directing them. But how come that at this particular time, they have allowed themselves to be deceived because of the appearance of the group of people who pretended to be ambassadors coming from far away distant? You know, it can happen to anyone of us. At any point in time, 
the devil or the flesh can present itself in a manner that the presentation can be so suitable to your knowledge but will have nothing to do with God's approval. All we are asking God to help us to do is that we will learn to stick to the approval of God. As God began to deal with me on this subject, I noticed that one week will not even solve it. God willing, next week we will come back to it again. But it is very important for us to know, if we do not want ourselves to be deceived, then it is very important that no matter who presents the, the matter to us, no matter who comes our way to tell us something that is so sweet to our ears, Let's go back, not a mother, not a father, not a sister. Let's go back. As much as they may be much concerned about us, we ought to go back and ask the Lord, Lord, what do you say about this? And let us take the bold stand and say, Lord, once you have said contrary to what brother is saying, I will still follow through. And I think that a good example that we have is Jesus himself. And that's why I keep telling us that if we want to be good Christians and if we want to be a people who will stand before the Lord and be free from every judgment and condemnation, the best person to follow is Jesus Christ. He is the one who gave us very good example as to how we can listen to the Holy Spirit. Let me quickly take this matter from John chapter 5 verse 19 and verse 30. I love this scripture very much because I see how we can follow Jesus through the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost. Then Jesus said, or answered, and said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the Father do. For whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. Praise the Lord. The verse number 30 also says, I can of myself do nothing as I hear a judge. And my judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. Now let me just ask a very simple question. Do you think that it is so true that Jesus could never have done anything that he didn't want to do? I don't think so. But what Jesus did was that he disciplined himself to say that I will strictly listen to the Father as long as I am in this life. And whatever that the Father tells me is what I will do. I can tell you, brother, my Christian life is being challenged. Your Christian life is being challenged because of the exposition of the world in which we live. We live in a world now that has answered to almost everything. And to such an extent that the answer that the world can give you can make you so comfortable to such an extent that you may say to yourself, well, this is a better option for me. But I see more and more, as we live in a very critical time like this, the best way to live is to make sure that constantly you are so devoted to listening to God and studying from the Scriptures and having a real leadership of the Spirit of God before you take any step. Jesus himself said, 
I can of myself do nothing. That statement is so great. It tells me that, oh no, Jesus is the one who said, I will not do anything except the Father tells me. And what option do we have? We have to follow him. I can't follow Paul. I can't follow David. I can't follow Joshua. Joshua was a great army commander. He was a great servant of God. I would say a prophet as well. Because he saw all that God dealt with Moses in his time. And yet, see what had happened. He was the man that was able to bring them to the promised land. And yet, see what happened. Something that became a big taboo. A big hangout on the people of Israel. It destroyed them. Because later on as we come back to this, you will see that by that little commitment they made with the Gibeonites, it brought them a whole lot of problems even in the future of their lives. This is the reason why it's so important that we can't take things for granted. We'll be delving into some of the problems that it brought to them later on. But what is critical for us at this juncture, is that it is very important that we follow after Jesus. Jesus is a very good example to our lives. Thank God for Moses. Thank God for what God used his life for. But Moses was not perfect in all of his ways. Therefore, it is important that we follow Jesus. And if Jesus says in his days, when he was on the earth, I could do nothing except what I have from the Father. I speak only when I have heard from Him. I keep my mouth shut. Then I think that it is very important that we do exactly what we have heard from God through His Spirit or through His Word that we have the green light. Let me quickly say something. Sometimes you can even have the Word of God. But the application at a particular time may not be for it. You remember that when Satan met with Jesus, he still quoted scripture. But he was quoting them out of context. He was quoting them out of the time that he needed not to quote them. And so Jesus, by the leadership of the Spirit of God, was able to follow God and to follow his agenda. This is to tell us that it is always very important. That is why he is a perfect man. A child of God this morning, in your various homes, this thing is so important that as you all sit tight, let us begin to pray in our hearts and plead with God that the revelation of having to follow after the leadership of the Holy Spirit shall be given unto us. I see it as so critical. As I study when God brought this to my attention, I say, ha, I need to pay attention because I see that God is very serious. When He promised that I will lead you, I will guide you into all truth. And therefore, we are better if we will stay strict to the leadership of the Spirit of God. You see how important it is. Let's go back to something that I also observed. In the first chapter that I gave you from Isaiah chapter 30. 
It's so intense. There is so much to talk about. Our time is limited. But in the verse number 18, I want to show you something very important. Therefore the Lord will wait that he may be gracious to you. And therefore he will be exalted that he may have mercy on you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for him. This scripture, I want you to write it down and meditate on it. But let's see what God has for us right now. The Bible says that therefore the Lord will wait. Let me tell you something. Sometimes when you need an answer, God may not give you that answer. He is just waiting. Not that he doesn't want to give you. He wants to prove you and see if you will wait patiently on him. If you will be patient to wait for his perfect answer. Because the options can easily come up just at the time that you think God is not talking. The same thing happened to King Saul. When the man of God said that, I will come to do the sacrifice. Then we will take off from there. But the man of God, when he saw, that is King Saul. I call him the man of God because he has been a man of God at the time. When he saw the prophet Samuel was not coming. And he was getting agitated. Let me tell you. At any point in time all of us will get, can easily get agitated. He was getting agitated. So he virtually forced himself to do the sacrifice. And as soon as he did it the man of God showed up. And that was the end of his relationship with God. This is why it's so important. Thank God for Joshua. As for him in his case. I mean, God gave him concession. But God is saying that he can wait. He can decide to wait not to give you the answer you want. But you see, what he wants from you is that you will still wait for him. For he says that if you wait for him, he will be gracious to you. And then he will be exalted in your life. And he will also show you mercy. For the Lord is a God of justice. Anybody who waits on the Lord will never be disappointed. Those who wait upon the Lord shall be renewed in their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagle. They will run and not be weary. This is the reason why, brother, this message has come to us at such a time like this. We are finding ourselves in a very critical moment, a very challenging time. Which options will come up. But I want to plead with you. Make sure that you wait. And get the green light from God. Because I see. That he is blessing the people who will be patient. Even when God himself. Is waiting to say I'm waiting to bring the answer. I want to see what my child will do. Would he wait patiently? I say to you you will be blessed if you wait patiently. To receive from the Lord. For he is the one who says. And his word is the truth. I love it. He says that. For the Lord is a a God of justice. It means that once you will wait on him. He will exercise his justice on you. He will never leave you. He will never let you be consumed. He will never forsake you. And so it's very important. Let me tell you brethren. Intelligence can deceive us. 
Sometimes we can become so intelligent that, uh, intelligent that we will be, we will be, we will have no patience for God. We will not wait for Him. But God is saying to us this morning, Blessed are all those who wait for Him. And I notice from this scripture, as we already have read, if we wait on the Lord, He will perfect all that concerns us. He will do it. He will not relent. Now the biggest problem that we are having is that the society is teaching us never to wait. Everything has become fast track. Oh, I plead with God as you hear the word of God this morning. That you will learn to be patient. The world is not going anywhere. It is going to go and it's going to fulfill or fall after what God has said. Therefore, we are better off in being patient. Very, very important. There is so much that we have to talk about in this matter. And by the grace of God next week, as the Lord is expanding on this matter, I will be coming your way once again. But at this particular time, I just sense that we need to pray. Most of us may have even entered into some covenants that are not good. But we can sense within our hearts that we are resisting God. God is speaking, but we look at everything around it, and it appears to us as if, ah, if God was not involved in this, I wouldn't be receiving this benefit from it. Oh, God is saying that we should not go to Egypt. God is insisting that Egypt is not an option for us. Therefore, I want to plead with God for all of us. As I said in the course of it, I admit I have made a lot of mistakes Because I was impatient. And sometimes I did things also because I wanted to please others. This is the kind of life every one of us can easily be exposed to. Sometimes you will just have to follow because I don't want to go against the word of this man. But God is raising a caution. And God is saying that the time has come. That the sons and daughters of the Most High God will learn to be patient We'll learn to wait on the Lord. And so at this hour I want to pray. Heavenly Father, help us. We see a very challenging thing. We notice that all of our mistakes are coming from the fact that we don't ask you. We don't seek counsel with you. We take our own steps because we may have looked and checked and it looked good in our eyes. Oh my Father, we see that this same sin occurred even to many people who are ahead of us. It happened even to to our first parents, Adam and Eve. Continuously is still running through. But we pray at this hour, having reminded us that we should be patient with you. We should always seek to ask your opinion. We should always seek to ask for your counsel. I pray for every home, every husband, every wife, every leader, Every individual, Lord, that you may direct our hearts to the promise of Jesus, that he will guide us into all truth. Let this be so fresh and established in our heart continuously, so that we would always follow after God. Lord, we are pleading, we are begging you that you will help us in this matter, in the holy name of Jesus. Thank you, dear Lord, for hearing our prayer. Child of God, 
We will be coming back by the grace of God next week on this matter. Because I see so many things that the Holy Spirit is showing me that it will be good for us to share it together. So that we can bring our lives to discipline in waiting on the Holy Spirit. Most of us have made a lot of mistakes. In fact, some of us are even building ourselves very strong upon the intelligence that we have. And sometimes we have gotten even to the point where these intelligence have led us to the point where we do not even believe. In fact, we have even come to accept and believe that by the leadership of our intelligence, we think it's the Holy Spirit. That thing is also an option there. We will see all of this in the scriptures. And so I want to beg you, learn to depend on the Holy Spirit. Learn to listen to what He says. And never allow anything to force you to take any step that you ought to take which you don't have clarity from the Holy Spirit of God. Oh, He is there. He is ever ready to lead. Jesus said it and it is established. He will guide us into all truth. He will perfect all that concerns us if only we will be in consultation with Him. Oh, God richly bless you in your homes and take this matter seriously. Take those two scriptures that we read seriously. The book of Joshua chapter 9, read the whole chapter. And then the book of Isaiah chapter 30, read the whole chapter. It is fantastic. There are so many things that we are going to be learning. Next week, by the grace of God, we will come your way and we will be sharing continuously on this matter. Ah, my life is being challenged and I believe you are. God bless you in Jesus' name. May you be healed. May you be delivered from any misleading right now in Jesus' name. Amen.